All right, Mikey Wittis, the world's fittest dwarf. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So there's no official world's fittest dwarf. That is self-proclaimed. Yeah, that uh, very much self-proclaimed. Uh, not, not many dwarfs out there doing CrossFit, so uh, not many people to go off of in that sense. However, I mean, that is something we could find out. Right, we could go be at the open or the adaptive open and find out, you know, who is qualified as a dwarf. And let me, before we get any further, is that PC? I mean, it was written on your Instagram, so I figured it's okay. Yeah, to yeah dwarf, dwarf is the, um, the politically correct term uh, for uh, somebody with uh, dwarfism, uh, that or uh, like little person. Um, people say they think that sounds bad, but it's honestly what, what you are. Um, so, uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's what we go by. I'm people call me a little person, and I take offense to that personally. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we could look that up. We could find out if, in fact, you are the world's fittest dwarf. But you know, I, I've let. I want to get some questions out of the way. What? is the difference and again i don't want to offend anybody dwarf and midget is there a difference there uh technicality no, no because uh um midget is actually the uh like derogatory term that's so that's midget. a that's yeah. well i'm sorry then for saying it but oh no 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 worries and uh very small population in the world actually even like knows that unless unless you actually know somebody with dwarfism or something um and it, it's really only because uh the, the word midget derives from uh uh basically like a fruit fly which is called a midge and so in this like when little people were being sent off to the circus because their families didn't want to like take care of them they just referred to them as that because they and like basically like insignificant flies so like back in the day, that was a thing. If if uh, if you had a little yeah. person born to your family, it's like, all right, we know your career. You're going to the circus. Yeah, it's basically like if you had somebody with like a like a a, a mental disability or something like it was like, oh, we have nothing, nothing like they actually uh, the doctors that my mom went to in the '90s when she was having me even said like something like oh they like to be together they like they like to form that? clusters and, and and be around people like them and it's like <laughs> i i didn't meet another little person until i was 18 and so i was like my, my mom definitely didn't take that to heart yeah that's that's so crazy like oh they like to congregate together they that's so yeah. that's such a ignorant thing to say yeah they they have to they have to be together otherwise they 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 can't socially like, and then she changed doctors, went to another doctor. He's like, yeah, they're doctors, lawyers, uh, whatever, business people. Like, he's like, yeah, that don't take that. Yeah, turns out they're they're just normal people. Yeah, they're just short. <laughs> so what what defines it? I you know because I've I was doing a little bit of research and what I did find is like under five foot. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, so four foot eleven, so basically, yeah, five foot, um, and shorter uh, is technically uh, you'll get a lot of uh, 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 average height women who are four eleven. I was gonna say my mom is four nine. Yeah, 
yeah, they'll, 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 they'll be claiming it. And I'll be like, well, no, you're not really because you're just short. Uh, uh, there's an actual like genetic uh, mutation that takes place to actually, and to have characteristics of it, like just like any other kind of random mutation like Down syndrome or anything else, um, it, you have to show signs other than just being short. So you, and I want to get into it. So the whole reason I want to, I mean, I did see you at Waterpalooza and as we were talking, we have a mutual friend. Your college roommate is the head coach over at the box that I train at. Awesome, awesome dude, Dom. He also programs for my wife. I mean, uh, certainly look him up. Dominic D'Agostino, great programmer, and he works for Brute Strength. But, you know, you guys were sitting near each other at Wadapalooza. I was sitting there, and then I had on Stouty, Logan, and Steph. And, you know, we talked a lot about the adaptive community. And I was like, wait a second. I'm 5'3". Like, should I be competing against Mikey? Like, I think there was a head-to-head battle. Because I saw you at Wadapalooza. I was like, this is a little unfair, if I'm going to you know, be honest. Like, I'm going against these big dudes. I'm, I'm four inches away from qualifying. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, um, you could definitely probably, I don't know if Saudi would let you, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, yeah, there's a little bit more with me than uh, uh, just meets the eye Um, with uh, my body won't move exactly the same as somebody else's, like my my arms won't won't lock out at at full, like uh, the, the elbow joint, like keeps it from going bending all the way straight so there's that and then uh our hips tend to not go fully like fully open like if you were to see us standing straight up it you'd notice that there's a little bit of a degree of bend there Um, actually now that you mentioned that i will say if i've seen a little person i kind of almost looks like their pelvis is wrote anterior kind of like tilted a little bit yeah yeah so and uh, just the like the structures of our uh, our shins and our uh, forearms are like the bones are kind of just a little bit different in that it, it can affect uh, some things. I had a uh, leg straightening surgery as a kid, uh, two surgeries um, to make sure that my knees and hips didn't just completely fail on me because my they were basically bending in, um, and so like I can't really. Uh, explain it other than it was basically like my shins were like my hand like if you're to make a c with your hand right um, so it's putting a lot of pressure on my hips and knees so how old are you mikey i'm 27 27 you stumble up you see this crossfit thing what makes you think to yourself okay this would be good for me to decide to, to check out um I had known Dom was doing it for a while, but I actually got involved in it uh, because uh, my dad was actually doing it for like three years before me. Um, and he had been doing it and always talked about it. And I basically had the first CrossFit reaction that most people have with like, oh, what the hell is this? No, I'm not doing that. That looks weird. And then I actually tried it and realized that it was a lot similar to what I had been doing basically with wrestling uh, growing up. And I loved the, how tired you felt after and how you're competing against other people, even though you're in a, you're in a gym and it's a community and you love everyone in your community um, that's in your gym, 
you're still competing with them daily just to try to you, you could have a six-year-old woman next to you do, uh, doing uh, dumbbell snatches with a 10-pound weight and you're doing it with a 50 but you're, you still want to beat her <laughs> oh yeah you know she's gonna beat you because she's got she's got the lighter weight, but you don't want to let that happen. Uh, and that that's just the thing I I realized that I I really loved about it. Um, and uh, it gave me that co- competition back in life that I had, which uh, really drives me. I, I you know I have a funny story about that. I had an old older woman, Donna. She's one of my first athletes. I was training her, but she was at this point probably seventy five. We're in the middle of a workout with thrusters, last round. She was going like an empty training bar, and I think the workout at 115, and I picked up that bar, and I was like, don't put it down, and the only reason was to be Donna, you know, and I was like, and, and I told her after, I was like, I want, and she loved it, because she was like, this, you know, I'm not young, but she was like, this guy's going harder just to beat me, it was really cool, so, so you grew up wrestling like I did, my, one of our rival teams had a little person, and I used to have to wrestle him because I was 91 pounds, and you know, that was the lightest weight class in New York. And it was hard. The kid was strong. I, I got the better of him usually on the mats, but I was always scared to go against him because he was so strong. You know, it, at 91 pounds, he had so much more muscle than I did. Yeah. Um, how, how did you do at wrestling? I did fairly well. Um, I was actually going to be a preferred walk-on at uh, uh, the University of Purdue, or Purdue University. Boilermakers, yeah. Yep. Uh, but I actually had to retire from wrestling uh, towards the end of my uh, senior year in high school because uh, uh, the complication with dwarfism is spinal stenosis, which is the narrowing of the spinal column. And uh, basically it was something that I had been hiding from my parents for about like six years because uh, I, I kind of in the back of my head knew something was up and knew it was probably something that was going to make me have to stop doing whatever I wanted to. Um, and so I basically hit it from seventh grade football onto my senior year, but I figured it was time to tell them when like my legs weren't, I had no feeling in them. And I was like, yeah, that's, I'm able to walk, but I don't feel them. That's probably an issue. Okay. Let's brush past the fact that you just told us you played football as well, you know, but which is impressive, but cause I couldn't, I mean, I wasn't allowed to play football because I was too small. So, mom, if you're listening, um, you should have let me play football. But you hid having spinal st- – I mean, at 12, 13 years old, what kind of kid thinks I'm not going to tell my parents that I can't feel my legs? Like, you must be incredibly driven to, to even think that. I'm a competitively driven person. The idea of having – competition possibly taken out of my life was very difficult for me so I was and uh, like CrossFit now back then wrestling was my life and so it was like taking that out was going to be like the end of the world to me and so I was like oh well I found ways I can like get this to not be as bad and to like oh if I just do this stretch it kind of goes away and then I just sit down for a little bit and then I can go and keep keep wrestling or do do whatever else and um it just eventually caught up to me um and it's funny how now I'm I never used to squat really I never used to do any lifting um uh well like other than like 
basic for wrestling, but I never like threw on the 300 pounds on the barbell just to see how many, how many times I could go with it. Um, and now it's like CrossFit has saved my back almost. It's, it's, I don't, I don't get it. A lot of people don't understand it because they're like, how are you deadlifting and squatting, but you had back problems? I'm like, I don't yeah. I mean, that's kind of what made me, when you were saying all this, I was thinking, you know, what about CrossFit allows you to do this when you couldn't wrestle? It's probably the impact you, you know, CrossFit, you know, while moving fast, you're doing functional movements under control. We're wrestling. You yeah. never know what position you're going to be put into. You're going to be, you know, cradled and, you know, something goes wrong in your spine there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot, a lot of, yeah. Between that or somebody puts the legs in on top and they're, they're putting their hips down on you. Um, puts a lot of pressure there. Um, no one's putting legs in on you though. Uh, people did. It was, it was very odd and I, I never really expected it. Did you just uh, laugh a little bit? Like, come on, dude, I'm taking my leg yeah. right out of here. Yeah. Th- they they would um, I, but, and it was yeah I don't know it was really it was a really odd thing when people were able to get up in it was usually a guy who was really good at putting in legs so um, Indiana's a pretty a decent spot for wrestling um, being in the Midwest um, and it's uh, yeah it was it was uh, it was never fun to get put in legs <laughs> you know and for those listening they don't understand exactly what that is but basically someone's on top of you putting one of their legs you know between yours and and wrapping it around and the reason I was joking is cuz Mikey's got smaller legs so it's it's you know you kind of have to make a grip almost with your shin on their calf i just am thinking that's that's yeah. kind of silly but what yeah, was your go to <laughs> yeah right what was your go to move like well for me i always like to shoot a, a high crotch into a double leg what what did you like to do um i did a lot of uh throwing and uh, front headlocks and snap downs. Um, one of the, the things that I was known for was like a, a jap whiz or an arm spin uh, that I'd catch a lot of kids. I actually knocked out one of my best friends and practiced doing that once. And Just plotted like, so deep and threw him? He landed right on his head. He stood up, eyes went crossed, and I caught him right before he fell into the door. But it was it, – it, I, I, I always slowed down on my throwing after that. Well, so so you have this athletic background, and you realize, all right, I can do anything. You're, you're, you say your father found CrossFit. I assume, you know, I don't know what the proper term is. Your, your parents are just typical-sized adults, yep. Yep. right? They're, uh, yeah, they're, they're average height. Um, and uh, uh, my, my three siblings um, are all average height. Um, they, it's really only a gene once it's been um, – after it's been mutated. So – it actually comes from the dad the, the so fathers will pass it it's not like a, a sex gene or anything but it's just like a gene that comes through them that mutates and then um once it does it then becomes part of my gene so i can pass it on like when my wife and i um had our son he's a little person now um it's a 25 percent chance that i send it on a 25 percent chance that she would it's basically like the periodic table i think i think that's what they call it that's, that's, so, or Punnett so square punnett square that's what it is punnett square you're 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 married and you have a son yes so is your is your wife a little person yes is she over there could you kind of look t- no, towards she, her she's, she's outside the door she 
she stays on the down low with this, uh, with the, the CrossFit and uh, the Instagram page, uh, trying to stay out of the spotlight. But every once in a while, she'll let me post about her. So this, okay, I'm going to ask you a question again. I come from a good place. As a little person, were you more attracted to other little people? Um, no, because I... Has anyone asked you that before? Is that a first-time question for you? I don't know if I've ever even really thought of it. Uh, oh, that, that's even yeah. better. That's even, I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd say the emotional uh, like attraction is more because of the fact that you have something in common like that. Um, like That's something that obviously my wife and I have more of just because it's like, okay, somebody who... You understand like, each like other. Me. Yeah, somebody who has, they've gone through similar things as me, um, and um, I guess it's it, it kind of, uh, I'd say yeah, then I am probably more, would be more attracted um, because of the fact that uh, um, you're also eye to eye with somebody, you're not, you're not, you're not just like at their hip, or, uh, no, uh, I, but that, that, that's, that's just my, uh, other people, I, I have friends or little people who have, uh, wives who are average height or vice versa um and it, i think that's probably just my opinion yeah i mean having you know i i don't want to refer to myself as a you know little person in this scenario but being shorter stature I, uh, growing up I, I don't think i ever dated anyone significantly tall you know more than an inch taller my wife's five one and i think it's a you know you you tend to be attracted to the type of person you're uh, attracted to now, so your your father finds CrossFit. You you dive in. I assume you're hooked. What were some of the immediate challenges that you had going forward with CrossFit? Like, what is something that maybe we or some things that we don't realize? I look at it, you know, and I, and I'm obviously joking, being like I'm five three, but you know, for me, rowing and wall balls are just clear challenges, right? Based yeah. on my height. But what are some what are some other things that we might not consider um the biggest thing is grip um being a little person you also have little hands little uh, like little, little fingers and you but you still do pull-ups on the same size bar you do uh you clean the same size bar and um so that's like one of the hardest things to have to develop is your grip strength as well as your grip endurance. Cause, uh, it's like you, you can, I could strap myself onto the bar with like straps and, and do a million deadlifts at 225, but it's not the same as if I had just do tr traditional deadlifts. Um, uh, and yeah, it's, I'd say grip is the biggest thing that people under like don't understand is just because of how, much harder it is to, when you can't really hook grip anything like uh my i was gonna grip, say like, can you hook grip i kind of like do an opposite hook grip uh most people do their thumb on top of their fingers or, or under underneath so, yeah yeah under i do it all over because and it's do you I like this it, yeah i can't do it under because uh, i can't i don't know what it is but i can't reach it for some reason i know you know every weekend we're at a level one I, i'm coaching at a level one or a level two seminar and we, you know, when we keep, when we coach the snatch, there's inevitably someone that's like, I have tiny hands. And I'm like, look at mine. I hook grip. You have to hook grip, you know? So it, yeah. I, I, I can empathize with that. Is there, 
you know, when, when I talk with Stouty and Logan, the challenge with the adaptive community and the adaptive workouts is there's, it's limitless, the scaling options. It's, you yeah. know, that, it's crazy. You know, for those listening to this episode, go back and listen to that. Cause it's like, there are so many factors we don't take into account. We, you know, when you scale, it's relatively easy. Drop the load, drop the reps, et cetera. Adapting. I mean, Logan has one arm. He's got, you know, and he's competing beside yeah. you. So it, has there ever been a talk of, hey, I can use a training bar or a female bar because of that? Um, it's funny you brought that up. My dad actually tr- always tried to push uh, uh, my the gym owner, uh, Nick, uh, uh, your anchor. Uh, he, he always tried to push him to uh, have me use a woman's or a, a trainer bar. And I've always, uh, I've always turned it down. I've also not seen... Like, I don't know if it's just comfort or not being used to it, but I, I haven't seen any change in my lifts when I've tried it. So I've tried deadlifting with, with a, a, a women's bar before, and my one rep was no better. It may have actually been a little bit worse because I it was the smaller, like, I don't know, something to do with it being smaller was harder to hold on for me too. Um, and I think it's just something to do with the, like, the grip endurance even though it's only like i was only doing a one rep it's just like the being able to hold it for on for that time was yeah it was like in the open for years they would be like you can use any bar and inevitably guys at the box would be like well i'll use the girl bar it's going to be easier on somebody and i'm like it doesn't really if you're not yeah. used to training with it and yeah. and plus it's kind of like you have to you have to hand in your man card along with that yeah it's, it's like not hitting the ladies tees like <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's like you're not doing the same thing as everyone else you're not you shouldn't be comparing yourself to everyone else if you're and uh i'm once again i'm i'm that competitive that i'm not somebody who would find a way to dumb it down for myself and to even though it might be the smarter thing to do um uh or like it would benefit me to i'd be able to go faster or something to me it's like in my head i'm like well i I'm not doing it the same as him, and I want to. I, I need to do it the same way as they're doing it. Um, so you know, these are some of the challenges. What are what are some of some of the advantages? Oh, definitely squatting. Um, uh, anything like wall balls, as much as they're difficult, I, I go to a different size, uh, a different height than other people. What height do you I, go to? I go to seven feet. Do you think I should be going to seven feet at five three? <laughs> no, you're, the the all, the other difference is since my arms are shorter, pressing is not getting the same physics out of it. So your arms, can you put how how much higher? Okay, but so when I yeah. when I when I do a like a one rep push press or a one rep jerk, um, the bar almost hits me in the head every time. Because it's so barely clearing my, your head is what you're saying. Yeah, barely. My arms, when they have a bar in it, are barely going over my head. So is that an advantage or a disadvantage? It's a disadvantage in the fact that I have to think about it before I lift that I could knock myself out. <laughs> <laughs> but but squatting, I mean, that range of motion is a bit shorter. Oh, yeah, it's definitely – it's it's shorter for that. Um, and it's definitely a benefit. Um, uh, but it's something that I def- I have had to work on too. Like I didn't walk into CrossFit with a 400 pound back squat. Um, I think my one rep when I 
when I did the first CrossFit total, the first time we did it, it was like 285 or something like that. Well, and, that's still uh, very strong first time squatting. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's, it's very strong, but it, uh, a lot of people think uh, because of being shorter, you can just walk in and, and like, oh, there, 400 pounds. I, know. I mean, for me, it's always like, Whenever a workout that comes up that's advantageous for a shorter person, they're like, oh, it's squat, it's deadlift, it's burpees, so easy. I'm like, hey, dude, I still got to go to a 10-foot target. I still have to jump on this box that's up to my yeah. chest, you know? Like, there's, like the there's a, this year. Yeah, yeah. Th- that, that rowing wall ball workout was terrible. And, you know, and I think with that being said, that's true for all sizes, right? If you're, yeah. if you're too tall, you're going to have some disadvantages, and that's why at the games – the athletes all tend to, to look about the same. Yeah, um, but all about the same height. So how did you come up with seven feet for the wall ball target? I actually asked Stouty um, for when I was doing the Wadapalooza like, qualifier on the challenge. Uh, we've been trying to figure out what the, the standard for dwarfs and little people is. Um, because because of the fact that like and my legs also are, are are shorter i i don't get as much momentum out of my arms or legs when throwing a wall ball it i have to go down to a probably I think it's a 10 or 12 pound ball to get it up to 10 feet and i can get uh 14 up to eight or nine and uh, and adaptives all typically always use fourteen, so they have me. They have me go, or was it eight? I don't remember what what, what height. So are, are you the tester though, basically for for little people? Yeah, I'm, I know there's been some women who have done it, um, but I believe they were doing the scaled scaled women's, and so they weren't able to like real to really. Uh, put a, 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 a true standard out there um, and then now since I'm like the first men's RX adaptive that they had that they're like okay well we need to go off the standard and part of the issue in getting other little people guys to do it is they're also competitive just like me a little bit of that short man syndrome where like we're all super competitive and want to be the best at everything but uh they the standards that are being we're putting out there they're thinking that it's like something that i just like was good at naturally and like i haven't worked on and so getting other little people they're like oh well i'd have to change my my training to even start doing cross i was like well then do it start doing that if you if we want to try to get a division someday or get a competition somewhere someday to have a little person division or something like that, like you'd need to do it. <laughs> and, you're, you're, you're uh, basically the ambassador for a, a division within the sport. Yeah. I mean, is that your goal? Would you like to see that at Waterpalooza or the games? Like, a, you know, there's the uh, 35 to 39 year olds over there and then there's the you know little people over there not i mean and i'm not saying yeah. i don't mean it like yeah that. no 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 like, no yeah. yeah yeah either the little people or even just the adaptives because uh like um especially the way like 
to me, it makes sense. The way CrossFit's going, CrossFit Games, and how they're trying to open it up to everyone uh, with the way the new format, it makes sense for them to have an adaptive division now. Oh, I think, yeah, I think it's it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, or, you know, I think Saudi and I talked about it. It's kind of like the Paralympics. Like, maybe it'll roll in the next week and, you know, be very similar yeah. to what went down at the games. I think that's great. Who's fitter, you or Logan? Logan. <laughs> you think so? Is that true? I was just trying to, go, oh, trying yeah, to catch you off guard. Oh, no, yeah, he is. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still a work in progress as far as uh, uh, against those guys. Uh, uh, th- those guys have been doing it a, a little bit longer than I have, and uh, I'm still uh, still getting the, the, the finer things polished. And But are, are there times when, you know, you compete at, say, Wadapalooza or, or any given qualifier where it's specifically adaptive, not at your, your typical box, and you, you, based on what the adaptations were, you think to yourself that was unfair? And not just against you, maybe the other way as well. Yeah, like, uh, like this, I think, yeah, this open, uh, the wheel wide games had, uh, that Stadi puts on, uh, they had, uh, the thruster workout that was in the games or in the open, the, game, the CrossFit games open, I think it was, uh, was it? Thruster, chest to bar. Yeah. For the adaptive, they did thrusters and pull-ups. I think my time ended up being two or three minutes faster than every second place. And I was like, I shouldn't have been doing that weight. I should have been doing 95. And like, cause they, they lowered, they lowered us all to seven, like 75, I think, or 80. I don't remember what it was, um, but uh, the weight was lower than what it was in the open. And it, was, it went from chest to bars to pull-ups. Cause we did chest to bars instead of muscle-ups the week before. And uh, it, I was just like, I was like, I'm going to, blow this one out of the water and uh i remember study asked even asked me like he messaged me on instagram he's like is your time right and i said yeah <laughs> and he's like wow you did really well and i was like yeah thrusters are kind of my thing um even though over even though despite the overhead that we talked about yeah it th- thrusters uh it's more when i'm going he- heavy heavier because of right. just like the the just the natural like kind of like your 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 shoulders kind of go down a little lower than typical when you're yeah that makes sense so does Uh, in that scenario does logan does logan have to do a barbell or is he using a dumbbell i believe he uses a a barbell uh because he's got some that's crazy for for those that don't know logan he's literally has like maybe we didn't make he has one arm like yeah he's like he has one arm I mean, yeah. he's the example where it's like, oh, you're feeling sorry for yourself today. Okay, go look at Logan. Like, the dude's yeah. snatching 135 with with one arm. Yeah, and then there's, like, uh, and then the other way it would be, like, the, the beach run for Wadapalooza. This, did you do that? You guys all did, did that as well? We, we, we did it. We had to do the, the, uh, the 5K, and uh, me running a 5K, I'm not going to beat anyone whose legs are longer than mine. There's no way in hell. Did you come in last in that event? Yes, I did. Um, Not to mention, yeah, there are probably but, times where you were under the water because it wasn't very deep. Oh yeah, I had a swim. Enough. I had a swim yeah. up part. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think the the first time I went in the water, I, I swallowed something. So on my way back, I uh, found a palm tree and uh, uh, yacked a little, and it was a lovely experience for uh, workout number one. Yeah, that was 
I was not, I think I wasn't last, but I was pretty, you know, low in the pack on that workout. Do you, do you have muscle yeah. ups? I do not have muscle ups yet. Um, I, it, it's one of those things also that, uh, um, it's just like, like I always have to anchor for sit-ups also because of the type of dwarfism I have, my upper body. So from my waist up is the same size as somebody who's average height. So if I'm sitting next to you, I'd be the same height as you. So your torso is like a typical height. Yeah. Typical length, I should, but your legs yeah. and arms are smaller. Yeah. So, so you could like topple, you would like topple over. Yeah. So trying to, so trying to do a, uh, a muscle up and throwing your upper body up, it's like, you don't get the leg momentum from it. So uh, I'm getting there. I, it's been a work in progress. Uh, but, uh, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, like I said, like sit-ups, like I have to anchor for it because my legs, I don't have the weight on that end of my body to hold my legs down. Um, so I, I'll like up to, against the rig and I'll just plant my feet up to the side of the rig and, or, or just grab a dumbbell. And so you, you mentioned earlier, you go to Nick, your anchors gym. Has that been you know, beneficial in, in your programming for those that don't know Nick? I mean, multi-time game. I think he qualified this year in the masters, didn't he? Yeah. He's going uh, to the 35, 39 division this year uh, because the format changes. Like, I just want to figure out how this all works and, I'll just do Masters this year. Yeah, I think he was a two-time games athlete, and then this year he made it as a Masters, um, I think, second place go going into it. So he's he's getting ready to go. Are yeah. you going to be at the games as well? Um, I won't because I actually just started a new job, and <laughs> I I don't have all – I'm not allowed to take that much time off yet until uh, I've accrued it. But, okay, has, has Nick's – you know, being at Nick's box – what's the name of the box? Uh, he has two. It's zero uh, six one and uh, CrossFit five seven four. So, just training under someone who is so fit and such a well-respected athlete help you develop as an athlete? Oh, it definitely does. Um, I think I'd say that's definitely one of the things that also motivated me early on and still does um, was having that to like kind of like look up to, being like, oh, I'm, I want to be like that i want to be that fit like I, everyone wants to be that fit but then it's also the putting in the work uh and realizing all the time he puts in and uh seeing all the time he puts in it, it's ridiculous but uh yeah it's definitely it's definitely pushed my motivation for sure does your does your wife do crossfit she does she actually started back up doing um uh the local gym has um 574 has a boot camp class uh uh for women and it's crossfit elements and stuff um basically and uh she does that with uh, uh a bunch of other ladies there and uh one of the crossfit instructors put, puts it on it basically just like for anyone that's scared of barbells or, or like the anything else and it's more just like low weights so and she she enjoys it and uh i, I miss having her in the classes with me because that was always fun but uh uh then to, to, to beat her or she beat me oh my god i was never living that down uh, are you it seems to me like you're very afraid of your wife every time i mention her you look towards the door make sure she's not nearby about something you're gonna say oh no uh well she's a she, typ typical uh new england italian woman uh that you 
you just have to be afraid of it. She might have a wooden spoon. <laughs> that she hit you she, with, she's from New England? Yeah, she was uh, bor born in uh, New York, but raised in uh, Rhode Island. Oh, cool. I wonder, do you know what part of New York was she from? Or born? Uh, she was she was born in on like the Long Island part, but she was actually adopted. And, uh, so her her family adopted her in Rhode Island. Uh, that's cool. So her parents, obviously similar. The doctors were like, "No, you gotta, you gotta do something with her. Send her to the circus." And you guys, yeah. and then she had smarter people come along and take care of her, which is awesome. Um, all right, I'm gonna ask you some questions. What, what's if you had a song to introduce you coming into the the next competition you do? What's your theme song? That is a good question. I I don't listen to music enough to. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't listen to. Well, I I wouldn't say one describes me. Um, I I'd say I I listen to a lot of just like punk band or. Uh, my, my genres are all over and it, it would sound weird if I actually, I, I'll listen to country music and then I'll go listen to uh, like Tupac and Biggie and uh, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, I used to always know, like have this memorized for wrestling, what I would do um, if we had a, like a walkout for wrestling. Yeah, you gotta have a walkout song. That's fine. Did you, are you a big fan of Vision Quest? Uh, yeah, that, that, that movie... Uh, I always wanted to um, come out in a, the, the polo shirt like the coach and uh, rock a singlet over it. Oh, you got to. When, when you think about successful, who comes to mind? Successful? Um, like traits or actual people? Just in general, a, a person. Um, I, I think of my parents. Um, I think of uh, obviously Michael Jordan and other other athletes. Um, <laughs> You're gonna go with a uh, basketball player, is that right? Oh, oh my, <laughs> oh my God! I, I loved basketball growing up. Obviously, I grew up in the in the outside outside of Chicago, South Bend, Indiana. But uh, you're gonna go with uh, Jordan over Bird? Is that being an Indiana boy? Oh yeah, I grew up in the Jordan area. Parents were from Chicago, so. Uh, I, I told them once that I wanted to be in the NBA and they had to have the hard conversation with me that uh, people under the five foot typically have a really hard time and people under six foot even have a hard time as well. Yeah, was that when they were like, look, Mikey, you can do anything, but the NBA, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but the N NBA is too far. That was, you know, when I was a kid loving basketball, Muggsy Bogues was like 5'3". And I was yeah. like, if he can do it, I can do it. Muggsy Bogues can dunk. I can't dunk. Yeah, Muggsy Bogues is an athletic freak. <laughs> so, did your parents ever have to have that kind of sit down? Is it like, hey, they're, you know, at what point is it when you're growing up where you're like, all right, I'm a little bit different than most of the kids in the class? You said you didn't meet another little person until you were 18 years old. Yeah. Um, I'd say they started having the, they, the, the only time they really had a conversation where they, truly told me that like I can't do something was when I was trying to continue on playing football going into high school yeah all right. I, wanted to, I wanted to sign up and they said no we already had this argument and this promise when you did it in 
third to fifth grade and then you promised from sixth to eighth grade that you would be done after eighth grade we're not doing this again like the guys are seriously getting much bigger than you like <laughs> yeah. uh, and you're trying to play defensive and offensive line like it's not it's, yeah maybe it's if you said hard. hey maybe a running back but you're, yeah. you you got to get off that old line where, where yeah. did you where did you meet your wife uh we actually met um i actually friended her on facebook at first because uh, we had mutual friends that were little people um and so we actually hung out in at the los angeles um uh anaheim uh convention and uh convention like there's that. a convention for little people yeah there's a con there's a convention and they they it's just like basically like they, they'll bring doctors and stuff there so that you can get like uh, meet with specialists every year um, if you if you need to. Um, you can also uh, th they have another organization that has an event that's called DAAA. It's Dwarf Athletic Association of America, and they do soccer, basketball, all these things. Um, and kids will like form teams. Like I I was on a team um, when I when I played um, for like six years and. Uh, we actually won the World Dwarf Games in soccer and basketball, um, and uh, it was so. I've always had even competing against dwarfs was something that was new to me at one point, and it was the craziest thing ever because I'm like, I'm taller than some of these people. Yeah. What is going on? All of a sudden, it's an even playing field. I would imagine yeah. if like a typical sized person was in town, not knowing there was this convention, and you guys all walked out at the same time. They'd be like, what is happening? What is going on oh, here? You definitely get some looks. He's like, yeah, you'll get a group of uh, 10 to 15 to 20 people walking down the street going, going to go to dinner somewhere. And it's like, why are there 15 little people walking? Yeah, like this is, I'm getting pumped. Yeah. Like what's going yeah, on? Where's the Yeah, because you don't see that. Like even if like, you, even if you see a family of, of dwarves, like now I have my own, um, like the three of us, it would, It'd be like out of order, out of the ordinary. Like, this is. That's true. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Like anytime the three of you go out, how old's your son? He's uh, a year and four months. So I mean, there's so probably he's, like. He's yeah. yeah. Okay. I was gonna say like whether, but it, you know, by the time he's walking two, three years old, is that something you're looking forward to or nervous about having conversations with him like your father did with you? Um, I'm excited for it. Um. Because I, I don't I don't see having really any issues like uh, my mom always used to say she's like you're growing up in the best time for to be a little person she's like literally you can turn on the TV and there's TV shows about it um, that's like, true I mean yeah there's all the the shows on like Lifetime and that and then I'm not a Game of Thrones fan but I know there's the guy yeah. on Game of Thrones I, I don't know his name but Peter Dan Peter Dinklage. Did you know him because you like Game of Thrones or because he's like the most famous little person? Oh, I just, I just know him as an actor who he is. Um, and uh, He's like I've the go-to little person. Yeah, the uh, Tyrion is uh, uh, what he plays. Um, I actually really don't even ever watch it, but uh, I, I just, I've never, I haven't even finished the first season, I don't think. Yeah, it's one of those things where I, I was like, I can't even get in, involved in this. But he was on, you know, I used to watch Seinfeld when I grew up, and there was a little person, and I, 
I don't know if it was him or not, but I want to say like he's kind of been no, the goat. No. You know this? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. I know who he is. I can't remember his name. Um, uh, Mickey was his name on the show. Mickey. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what his name is in real life. Um, so, do you have yeah. your level one for CrossFit? I do not. I do not. Um, I been wanting to get it because I want to start programming for other little people to just start getting them uh, at least introduced and acclimated to it and just to, like if they're too afraid to go into a box which I know people are afraid to go to into a new gym regardless of if it's a bo- if it's a crossfit gym or if it's a one planet fitness to the next planet fitness whatever it is that they go to um, I like just to give them like here try this workout this is what crossfit is this is how we'll adapt it for for little people these are this is the way i do this this is the way you can do it also um like uh ghd sit-ups i uh me and nick one day thought like oh, okay well there's no real defined how far back should you go so we just threw a box, uh, uh, like a box jump box down behind me. And it's like, okay, go back until your hands hit it. And then when your hands hit it, then sit up. And so it's like, you, you, have, a, you have a standard then. And you know how far to go. And so it's just like those things that I, that I, re- I really want to get into that so that I can just like at least leave my mark for other little people to know that they can, that they don't have to, be okay with being afraid of fitness or uh, thinking fitness results in back. There's the is, fitness is the, the reason people have back injuries and uh, and because uh, of because of the spinal issues with little people. So many people are afraid to work out in the little people community. Yeah, it actually healed you. I mean, from yeah, going yeah. from not being able to to wrestle to being able to compete on the biggest stage in the adaptive community, and that what a great niche you can have, you know for all, all little people to get involved, to, to check that out, you should definitely be putting it out there. And, and I certainly recommend hitting your level one. And by the way, there is a standard for the GHD, which you would learn at your level one. And that is you have to maintain your midline stabilization. So you can go back as far as you can, so long as you maintain that neutral spine, which yeah. typically means shoulder below the hip. People yeah. overdo it. I always tell people, look, I go for the ground because I have an ego, but really, it's as far as you can go while maintaining your midline. So a little knowledge dropped on this episode. That, that's good to know. I know that now. <laughs> so, I always like to ask every guest if you have a book that you recommend. Um, I'd say the book that I read the most growing up was actually uh, a book called No Excuses by Kyle Maynard. Oh, Kyle Maynard is a stud. Yeah. It's yeah. Talking about wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest things that ever got me fired up about wrestling. He, I believe he's actually from Indiana, but then like moved to Tennessee or somewhere um, in this family. And so like, I like related to that so much being like, he's the only kid in his family who has that. And he played football and he wrestled. And, uh, MMA. I, he had an MMA fight. And then Kyle Maynard, for those that don't know, not only... I, I suppose is I don't know if he's is he classified as a little person because he really because no. he has no he, I don't say he has no limbs but he's missing parts he's, of all of his he's like limbs. a he's like a quadriplegic um, with he's got limbs but they're 
I, I don't know what the classification would be. Yeah, but um, he, he's yeah, he's a big time CrossFitter. Yeah, he he definitely was a big motivator growing up that I uh, aspired to be like, um, and it definitely I I hated reading as a kid, and I think I read that book probably six or seven times. That that's really cool. I mean, and what's really cool to me is you know you 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 see someone like Kyle and you looked up to him, and now. I think you will be the same for many people getting involved in CrossFit. So that's really awesome. It's motivating for me. I mean, I remember when I saw you at Waterpalooza, I was like, I want to talk to that guy. So, and and now I want to beat you in a workout with a seven foot wall ball target. <laughs> <laughs> and we can have a wrestling match after. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> well, it's been really awesome talking to you, Mike. Is there anything I missed that you wanted to share with with those listening? Uh, no, just uh, if you ever have questions about uh, myself or uh, dwarfism or uh, uh, anything, uh, just f- always feel free to reach out to me um, on my Instagram. Um, and uh, I'd be glad to help. Uh, I'm always open to educating or helping people learn more about uh, dwarfism and the CrossFit. I think that's important. You know, as CrossFit's growing, you know, if you're a box owner listening, you're going to have a little person come into your box, you know, and, and you need to be ready. So what a great resource to have. We appreciate that, Mikey. I would love to have your wife pop on for a minute, but I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah, I think she's taking care of our son right now. And, uh, well, so I'll, I'll let you. <laughs> well, it's been a real pleasure talking to you and I look forward to seeing you at the next competition. Sounds good. See you then. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, one more time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and send us any feedback you have to at Best Hour of Their Day on Instagram and Best Hour of Their Day at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. We appreciate you. Thanks again. Have a great day rest of your day.